Hey, this is Rob Coburn, and we are excited that you're joining with us today. If you're a part of the Summit Dover family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at the Summit Dover on all social media outlets and on our website, thesummitdover.com. We can get you plugged into our app or our YouTube channel, as well as giving options and opportunities to connect with the Summit Dover family all around the world. I hope this word today encourages you and inspires you. Let's jump into the message. Well, as you get settled down, I want you to understand we're doing a little bit different service this morning. As they bring this, as they bring the stools up and prepare the, the platform for what's going to happen this morning. We're going to do offering at the end and some more family business at the end. But we wanted to bring to you today uh, a different way of seeing what's going on at the summit. We're going to give you a different way of understanding what our Summit 6 looks like, what it sounds like, and experience it in a new way. We have life in the scriptures. We have Holy Spirit encounters. We have healthy relationships. Those are our first three, and as they sit up here, you're going to see them in order. We have influence in the world, designed for living and knowing God. I know that each of you have been on this journey with us and you've been doing the devotions and by the way, I have an announcement on the devotions in a minute, but um, you've been doing the devotions with us. You've been hearing what the Lord is saying in your life. You've been executing what he is declaring over your life. And so today we've got six awesome, handsome and beautiful people that are going to share what God has spoken to them through the last times here at the summit. And as I said, whenever I prayed that Revelation 12, 11 says that we overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. There is nothing more important than understanding how our testimony impacts those around us. And so today, as we engage in this journey, there's a few rules. Now, how many of you have ever been to a cheerleading competition? Okay, I see a few hands. So I'll give you the instructions. So in a cheerleading competition, the, the girls that are cheering on the mat get scored on how good they do. They're not going to get scored today, but they get scored on how good they do. But there's another element to the score that is very important, and that is how loud the crowd is when they cheer. They get points for how loud the crowd is when they cheer. Now, I know some of these faces that you're seeing beside me, you've never seen on this platform before. And so they need you to cheer them at the end of their time. And they need to have a celebration. Now, the ones that are up here are going to do it loud, but you need to do it loud, too. So this is the way today's going to work. It's called six for six. There's six people behind me. They each get six minutes to share with you what God spoke to them about the scripture that they chose and what they, what they decided that God was speaking to them to share with you about today. So this wasn't something that we went and assigned people scriptures. They, we said to this team, go and come back with what you want, what you believe God is calling you to do. And they all came back with different verses and they're in the order in which they told us that they wanted to be. And I believe that God has a special word for you from each of them. So get out your notebooks. And at the end of the countdown, now this is where it's a little nerve wracking for them. It's sort of fun for you. There's going to be a clock that starts to count down six minutes when they start. And at the end of the six minutes, their microphone will get muted. <laughs> I just said I'm glad that you don't have the, that power during the rest of the time. But anyway, they're, go they're going to uh, they're gonna have six minutes to share with you the best that they've got. And I believe that God is going to transform you through testimony today. I believe that he's going to transform you through what God has to speak through your people today. And at the end of that six minutes... 
it should be like a cheerleading competition. You guys should be as loud or louder than these six up here cheering on their brothers and sisters. So we want to make this fun today. There'll be some energy in the room. We want to see what God does through this. And we want to just encourage you and those joining online to take notes because you're going to get some straight on truth in six minutes. You know, when you do 40, you got a lot of stuff you got to fill in and things. Six minutes, you're getting straight truth right now. So up first, uh, we're going to pray. And then up first, we're going to have Nate. Would you extend your hands forward today? Father, today we pray over this team. Lord, I ask for an anointing of the Holy Spirit. We commission angels right now to be active in this place. Lord, we value every word, everything that you're going to speak through your sons and daughters today. We receive it. We take it as truth. We put it in our heart. We expect it to produce fruit. We, we are so grateful for these souls that are here to share what you've spoken to them and we just ask you to bless them and give us energy and excitement for what you're about to reveal to us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Nate, you're up. Good morning, everybody. Um, first off, I just want to sincerely thank everybody here. Um, it's just incredible over the last four months, the love and the just, just outpouring of just your dreams and visions can be accomplished. And I just want to sincerely thank everybody for that here. Um, and I might as well start in the scripture here, something that came to me this morning and goes right along with the theme so far today. And that's um, something I've been continuously reminded of um, during this two week process of knowing this is gonna happen. And that is Second Timothy 1.7. And that is for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And me walking in faith and doing things like this is not something I typically do, and it's something I've got to get comfortable with, but right there says it all, and that's straight from his word, and we take his word as truth. Um, and then typical overthinker fashion, as I do, um, for two weeks I've just, what am I going to, you know, how is this all going to come together? And this morning I just... It just hit me. I just got to give a brutally honest testimony about what he's done in my life. Um, so for, I've grew up in the church for 26 years. Um, I was practically born in the church. Um, but that's not, it's, it's messy. It was messy. Um, even though you hear these things all the time and they're so ingrained in you. There comes a, there was come a time in my teen years where just lost its luster, it's lost its life. Um, and I'm sure some of you can relate to that. Um, and then, I mean it, just about a year ago, it just flooded me back. And he just, he just had this, I just felt this, what, you know, I have something for you. Um, and I'm so gracious to him for that and his faithfulness and just how faithful he is. Um, so there, there comes this time where it loses its whatever the life or whatever because of the world, you let things in, whatever it may be, and he calls me back and I mean everybody knows John 1, 1 and that's in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. Now you can read that and read that and read that, but there's something that clicks in you that only God can give you when that scripture becomes life in you. And it, and it courses through your veins um, and how real it is. And then on that, 
when that clicked for me, it's just acceleration from there, and I'm so gracious to him for that. Um, so I talk about that being ingrained in me, and it's as if um, it's as if all the stories and everything that I now have gone back and read through the soap or on my personal time or whatever is these things become a part of you and it's as if they they'll never be taken away from you and at the end of everything at the end of life at the end of whatever whatever we will go through nobody can take this away from us and how real it is to us and I'm just so thankful so thankful for that such a gracious God um, and some of the points I had that's just over the last time that I've been having my life in the scriptures back, I got to just bring up a couple points here. It was, you hear more, you hear God more clearly when you're in his word, because that word is truth and light. And you just hear him through the scriptures and he speaks to you, whatever season, whatever thing that's going through your life. And it's just, when that clicks for you, it's amazing. Um, Matthew 7, something that's been on my heart for a while, and that's being on the rock and having that firm foundation. Um, man, that's just been so real to me, to have that core, that foundation of the scriptures. Um, yeah, that's something that's been revealed to me. Um, his faithfulness and how he uses everybody, no matter their circumstance. And I'm a testament to that myself. Um, he just uses me and he pours his love out to me, and now I can share that with you guys. Um, also, he shows his heart. You see his heart throughout the, all the Bible. And um, you just see how gracious he is to us. And he's so merciful. And we hate, literally in this book hold the beginning, where we're at now, and the end. We hold everything in that book. And we hold so dearly to it. Um, another story that's just been speaking to me is Luke 4 and the temptation of Jesus. Man, he comes after you. He does, and we all go through it, and um, in that story, you're just, when you speak the truth back, and how true that word is, he has to flee. We have that authority. We have that authority in our veins. When we speak the truth, he must flee, and boy, that's been, I'm constantly getting reminded of that lately, so amen for that. Um, and in that story, man should not live by bread alone but by every word of God. Man, what more do you need to say to that? Um, amen. And then another scripture here, 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So I just thank him so much. And that's it. Thank you, guys. Good work. All righty. Um, hi, I'm Mickey. Mickey Berry. <laughs> okay. Um, Y'all keep me honest. When it gets down to a minute, just wave at me. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm pretty long-winded. Um, Okay, I'm gonna just start with the verse that was on my heart because I'm a little nervous <laughs> and this will help. So Romans 15, 13, uh, which is one of my favorite verses says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Rob gave me a call. I was still back home with my family 
and he was like, hey, we're doing the six for six and I want you to share and you can pick any of the six. And I was like, okay. He said, think on it, take a couple days and then get back to me. Well, pretty much instantly, I knew that I wanted to talk about the Holy Spirit, but I was like, oh, I, I need to take a minute, you know, I should pray on this, whatever. So I immediately went to my room, sat down on my bed and I started praying and I just started having notes and notes and notes popping into my head to jot down about the Holy Spirit. And so an hour later, I texted him and I was like, hey, I wanna do the Holy Spirit. Cause I was like, somebody can't take it, I need it. <laughs> and so thankfully it was available. Um, but since then my notes have changed a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, Cause that's the Holy Spirit. And um, I think the two like catchphrases, big words that stuck out to me when thinking about the Holy Spirit is tangible and action. And um, at first I was like, okay, that makes sense. But like, let's unpack that a little bit, Lord. What, what does that mean? And I think for me, the Holy Spirit is the tangible presence of God. And so you can talk about the Father and you can talk about Jesus and those are great and it's amazing, but there's something about the Holy Spirit that you feel it and you encounter the Lord in that personal presence. And, um, and the other thing is the action, the Holy Spirit, one of my favorite things about it is, yes, the Spirit moves in us and does things in us, but it's not just for us. It's to go out and it's to do things. And so, and there can be like the big scale, like, oh man, this miracle, this person was just raised from the dead. Like there's the big things like that. And that's amazing. And these like mountaintop experiences, but there's also the little things on a daily basis where the Lord is just like, hey, I love you. Or hey, I still see you and I care about you. Or one of my favorite things that it always blows my mind is when someone will just pop into my head and I'll be like, oh, I was thinking about so-and-so. I should just shoot them a text and say, hey, and tell them that I was thinking of them or ask them if they need prayer or sometimes I'll get a word for them. And so many times that little text turns into this powerful ministry opportunity where that person just like, maybe they were going through something and they just needed a reminder that they were seen or they needed a reminder that they're not alone in this world, you know? And so that's like a huge deal. And all it was was a text, you know? And so it just like blows my mind how the Holy Spirit is just such a guiding force, you know? And like it talks about the Holy Spirit being our advocate and how true that is, you know? Um, like I think about when I'm praying in tongues, like there are moments when I'm just like, God, I'm going through something, but I can't even like process and figure out what it is that's happening to me right now. I just feel a burden. And so I just take it to the Lord and I just pray in the spirit and sometimes he reveals to me what's happening and what I needed to process through and like what that was and I can name it and move on. But sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he just takes the burden and then I get to walk in that freedom. And like, that's crazy. It just blows my mind because he is just so faithful and his presence is with us at all times. Um, even when we try to walk away and we, or when we get all caught up in the motions of life, the second that we decide to look back to him, he's right there. There's not that concept of, oh, we walked however many miles away and now we have to walk back. The second you turn around, he's there and his presence is with you at all times. A lot of times, even when we don't choose to acknowledge it. Um, and I also, I have so many thoughts. It's hard to cram the Holy Spirit into six minutes. Um, but I just, I think about the Holy Spirit in my own life and I was baptized in the Holy Spirit when I was 11 years old. I had gone to kids camp. It was like my first real like 
big Jesus experience. You know, I'd done kids church, whatever. But at camp, I received that baptism of the Holy Spirit and there was this shift inside of me where I knew that this, like, this Christianity thing wasn't just something that my parents wanted me to do and it wasn't just something that I was doing because it was fun, but it was something that I had this hunger and this desire for and I needed it in my life because I couldn't be complete without it. And all of the opportunities in my life since then have been led by the Spirit and He's opened doors. Like me coming here was totally a Spirit thing and I'm so grateful for it because it's been an amazing opportunity. But until I said yes to His Spirit, until I said yes to the things for the Lord's plan in my life, I was missing out on a lot. And that, like, say yes. <laughs> I like. This was not in my notes, but I just, I really feel heavily on my spirit to share with you guys, because you know, action. Say yes to the things that the spirit leads you to, even when it scares you, and even when it makes you nervous, and when you feel like you're mumbling and rambling, because the Lord is gonna take what you offer, and he's gonna amplify it, and he's gonna use it. And somebody told me once, um, God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. And we're all called, so trust it, let him equip you, and move in that and you're gonna see crazy things happen and it's gonna change the world because of one yes so all right thanks guys <laughs> <Good stuff. laughs> all right is my time all right Woo! well my name is Kyle Schweitzer um, I've been here at this church since birth so, um, a few years. I'm, I wrote out my notes so I might tell you how old I am. So, <laughs> so I, uh, Pastor Rob asked me what, what of the Summit 6 I wanted to do. And I'm kind of like Mickey, I'm like, well, healthy relationships, because God's really been working on me on that. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll think about it before. Uh, so I waited a day, a, a day. Oh, okay. uh, All right. And so I, I, I texted Rob and I said, I, do healthy relationships and then correct me if I'm wrong in any of this so just let me know just stand up let me know so I studied it a little bit and I took the word ship s-h-i-p as in Paul ship and the clarification and it means that means when you add it to the end of the word it means condition or state so condition so that immediately brought me to conditioning so it literally is the conditioning to relate uh, in relationship. And I, I also think of conditioning as something that I really, really don't like to do is to work out or to do, because in case you haven't noticed, I'm not built to lift heavy things. So if I try to lift something heavy and I don't condition, I'm gonna hurt myself. Or I might hurt someone else. If I put the keyboard on my back and try to carry it on my own, I might hurt myself or drop it on my mom. And I. <laughs> That's conditioning for you. Like, you do have to condition to do that. And, that, and that's kind of what relationship, I believe relationships is an ever work progress. So um, I'll keep going. I believe that it's about your health. So healthy relationships, I, I mean, there's a lot of relationships, some unhealthy, some healthy. And I believe it's about your health. And that's what God really wants to work with you because there's an ultimate relationship that you can model after. And uh, Pastor Caitlin, when you did this, 
uh, you said something along the lines of love your neighbor as yourself. And so I wanted to look into that a little bit more. And as Jesus is saying that, there's a Pharisee who asks, well, who's your neighbor? And then he gets into the Good Samaritan, that, that parable. And I'll just paraphrase it. So a guy got robbed and he got hurt. He's on the side of the road. And so guy one passes by, guy two passes by, and guy three stops. He notices something and picks the guy up, helps him, takes him, and makes him well. And that, I mean, well, why did the third guy do it? You know, well, he was prepared to serve. So he was conditioned and somehow to be ready in case someone needs to be served. So that is something that really stuck out to me. That was in Luke. And I, I do want to ask, though, because there is the first one and two. So who's here is perfect? That's a trick question because we all are. And wait a second. We all are. Because Colossians 1.22 says something along like this. Through his death, we're presented holy, blameless, and above reproach. So I never use reproach very much, so I looked that up, and it said perfect. So we all are perfect, right? That really hit me. Who's made a mistake? If I had three arms, I'd raise them in my left right. I'd raise everything. We've all made mistakes in the natural. But God calls us to supernatural, right? He says things that don't make sense in the natural. How can we be perfect? I've made countless mistakes. How do we relate with people in that way? Well, you have to see them as redeemed as yourself. No matter how much they've hurt you or how evil they might seem, that might be the natural thinking. So it's not, not easy to live in the supernatural. Jesus did uh, in the natural and he got crucified for it. So... It's not easy to do that. It's a, it's a higher calling. And the love your neighbor as yourself, I believe that's where it kind of pulls in a healthy relationship. I gotta hurry up. Uh, yeah, okay, sir. If I focus on my mistakes, that's gonna keep me in the natural, right? So if I focus on the fact that I'm perfect, that I'm redeemed, that's going to take me into the supernatural. That's where God wants us to operate. Because the enemy wants us to operate in the natural, right? He wants to keep us there, stuck, so we make no difference, so we make no impact. He wants to take us up to the supernatural, because if he knows you go there, that's when you're going to make a difference. That's where it's at. Again, with focusing... I go to Peter on the water. So when he focused on his natural ability, he started to sink. But when he focused on Christ, that's when he walked on water. That's when the supernatural happened. You can't explain walking on water to anybody. You can't explain that. So Jesus is the ultimate relationship, right? So that's where we can model ourselves after. And that is how the conditioning works. It's a process, constant, so that you're prepared to serve because it's about serving. It's how you serve in a relationship, not how you receive, it's how you serve. Because it has to be both ways. It can't just be one way or you don't have a healthy relationship. It's gotta be both ways and that's how you have to focus on it. I got 10 seconds. <laughs> just takes some conditioning, that's all. That's it.
I want to start by saying, I thought we were Pentecostal up here. We don't preach on a time limit, right? <laughs> no, but um, my name is Terrence Jackson. For those of you who are online who don't know me, I'm sure everyone in here does. But I was asked, well, as I was at work, actually, praying about uh, what point of the summit I want to um, speak on, the Lord was just give me downloads of verses and and stories and i was like lord i'm driving <laughs> slow down <laughs> i can't write this down so um i want to i just really felt led to start with this abraham was old elijah was suicidal joseph was abused job was bankrupt moses had a speech problem gideon was afraid samson was a womanizer rahab was a prostitute Samaritan woman was divorced. Noah was a drunk. Jeremiah was young. You guys following? It's a list. <laughs> Jacob was a cheater. David was a murderer. Jonah ran from God. Naomi was a widow. Peter denied Christ three times. Martha worried about everything. Zacchaeus was small and money hungry. The disciples fell asleep while Jesus was in his most important prayer. Paul was a Pharisee who persecuted Christians. And so I really want to share that because I know for many of you, you're like me. When you hear the fact of Pastor Rob and the, and the staff are calling us to rise up and to be influencers in the world, we discredit ourselves. We discredit ourselves because we know where we fall short. But God delights in using broken people. God delights in using people who are saying, oh, Lord, I'm not enough, but if you will use me, I am a above and beyond amen Romans 8 28 says and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose and I just want to share this last thing as my introduction <laughs> Caitlin's grandma <laughs> um, she had a picture uh, that had a not even a verse it was a saying a Christian saying on it and it's so good it always sticks with me it said this it says, don't tell God about how big your problems are. Tell your problems about how big your God is. Amen. Um, the, the story in the Bible that, that the Lord was just really breaking down to me in a new way is the story of Joseph and Pharaoh. Um, if anyone's not familiar with that, specifically in a part where Pharaoh had um, the, these dreams and he needed those dreams interpreted. And Joseph knew the interpreter of dreams. He knew God, right? Joseph had a great relationship with God. So Pharaoh had a problem. Joseph had an answer. Him. I believe we are all right now in our daily lives at work, anywhere outside of these walls, and even in these walls, encountering people with a lot of problems. Right now, specifically in this time, we know COVID has caused a lot of problems. But what I believe our role is in this play, in this time, in this season, is to be so connected with God that we are nothing but a bridge, nothing but a vessel to link people to who are right now open. The Lord says that the harvest is ripe. Are we right with God to be ready? Are we right with God to hear Him? Just like Joseph had to listen to Pharaoh at the same time he was listening to Pharaoh, he was listening to God. We, in our conversations day to day, have that opportunity to, as people are talking to us, 
listen to them and listen to God. I, uh, <laughs> I often have to apologize to my youth because um, they know that I like to go deep. I don't like shallow conversation. I like to really dig into people's hearts because I believe that's what the Lord wants to do in us and through us. He wants to speak to people's hearts, that pain. He wants to speak to that, that hurt. Amen. <laughs> I, um, Caitlin to tell you, this is for real. Like, this is my life. I love to do this. Like, I'm not afraid to ask people, what areas of your life have been haunting you? What areas of your life? Oh, you grew up fatherless? Hey, I know a heavenly father who has always been there for you, who's never going to leave you, who's never going to forsake you, whose love is, is overflowing right now for you to be able to receive, right? <laughs> Our youth, uh, oftentimes when they bring their friends, they're like, all right, Terrence, take it easy on them. Because <laughs> they know. <laughs> but... Um, the word that um, the Lord is telling me to, to share with you guys is this, is be humble, be humble. And, and when he told me that, I was like, for me, oftentimes when I hear be humble, I think the opposite is being prideful. I'm like, Lord, a lot of people aren't prideful. And then I looked up the definition of being humble and it says this, to take on a lower condition, rank or position. And what I feel like the Lord is saying in that is, is that yeah, a lot of people aren't um, prideful, but a lot of people are putting themselves above me. Like we, we live in a, in a time where, where we wake up and we, we think about ourselves right from the start. And then I believe like God is saying like, if you just slow down, let me enter your life. Let me enter this situation. You will see the things that I can do. You will see how I can take over situations. You will see how the atmosphere at your job is Yesterday, I said, it's going to be Terrence. <laughs> said, he's the one. He's the one who's going to go over the time. <laughs> no, but um, as I was just asking the Lord which one he wanted me to do, he said design for a living. And I was like, that's great. But what the heck is a design for a living? Like, all the other ones had definitions. And I felt like mine was just this, like, design your life. And I was like, what the heck? So I Googled the definition of design. And it says a plan or specification for the construction of an object or system or for the implementation of an activity or process. And that was a lot of big words, but the Lord showed me and confirmed it when I was talking to a lot of people that a design for living is the combination of every single other thing that's on this mountain. A design for living is taking life in the scriptures, Holy Spirit encounters, healthy relationships, influence in the world, and turning that into this plan to reach the goal of knowing God. And um, it was just really cool how he showed me, but the one thing that he told me was that every single person has a unique design for living. My design for living can't be the same as Terrence's because Terrence's would make me exhausted. And I don't think I could do what God has Terrence doing right now. You know what I mean? So he just showed me this whole combination of everything coming together to reaching a goal. And that goal is knowing God and seeing things from the perspective of him. And um, just to talk about the uniqueness of his plan, this year, um, going into this year, me and my friend got gym memberships. And before we were always like, we're gonna go three days a week. It never works, right? So we were together like the day before New Year's and she said, I have a plan. 
this year, we're not gonna make excuses to not go to the gym. And we went every single day. And it's because we had to work with what we worked best with. We're way easy, we're way better at making excuses, saying, I'll go the three days at the end of the week. I'm gonna go later and not go right now. But we changed it to, no, I have an hour right now, I'm gonna go. And so just making it unique to what works for you and saying, how do I fit in Bible reading to my life? And how do I do it in a way that's gonna make me excited to do it? Because sometimes we see these things as a burden of like, I have to read my Bible because I need to check it off of a list so that when I go to church, I can tell the person who's discipling me that I did it. But that's not what it looks like. God says, I want your heart to be in a position to want me. I want you to want me. I want you to walk in that. And the Lord just said, you have to be teachable. You have to be able to have that discipler in your life who says, you only read your Bible twice. And that they push you and they push you to have that drive. And um, I was talking to Christy yesterday and just talking about the verse that uh, Nate referenced. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat violently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat violently and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. And the Lord said to me, foundations can't be built accidentally. You can't throw rocks on the ground and expect them to hold a house. You have to intentionally say, I'm gonna put these things together to create this foundation that will sustain the rest of my life. The decisions I make now are affecting me in 20 years. And so he said, you need to lay those rocks with a blueprint. You need to have this, this plan that I will give you. He said, I'm not gonna leave you hanging. I'm not gonna tell you to do it and then not help you. He said, I'm gonna help you find what works for you. Find that design for your life of the time that, the time that you need to put Bible reading into your life or those relationships that maybe are on rocky ground, but the Lord says, I wanna fix that. And I've, I've been in situations where it was this awkward, we're all walking on eggshells. And then there was an intentional conversation and everything changed because everyone can come together and be like, no, we're gonna walk into a healthy relationship. But all those things combined is what creates a design for living. And just being teachable, every single one of these steps requires laying down more of who you are, of what you do. Because so many times we find our identity in the things that we do, not in who the Lord says we are. And I've just been, asking people just to gain insight into their life. I said, who are you? And people are like, well, I'm a, I'm a pastor or I'm a cashier. I'm like, no, that's what you do. Who are you? And no one has an answer, except for maybe an occasional pastor who just rattles off the Bible verses. But generally when I talk to people, they literally have no answer. And that's not okay. Like we need to be in the word. We need to be doing these things to figure out who we are because if we constantly are finding ourselves in our job, then COVID's gonna hit and you're not gonna have a job. Then what are you? What are you at that point? Because you were finding everything that you were into what you were doing. And so God is just taking all of these things and combining it and saying, when you create a design for your life, you're gonna figure out who you are and I'm gonna turn that into seeing things from my perspective. I'm going to help you see situations from a new light because you're willing to lay down your thoughts, your, your um, job, everything to pick up all that he is. 
And so that's just my encouragement to you is use those things, every single thing on this mountain and combine them and use it as the turning point into saying, when I intentionally read the word, when I intentionally seek out Holy Spirit encounters, when I intentionally have Holy Spirit or um, healthy relationships and influence in the world, that is going to be what gets me to knowing God. All right. I'm not young, but I'm here, as you can tell I got. I'm not a phone person, so here's my stuff. So, all right. Praise God. Um, I loved how we didn't know what anybody else was saying, yet everything we're saying is the same. And that is so cool, and that's so good. So I hope you glean out of this, and I like that I can be a fast talker because I am a fast talker, so listen fast. Um, mine is knowing God. And if you look at the summit and the five things that these wonderful, young, awesome people have done. The Knowing God says your goal and your purpose, hold on to that, is to know God. When you were, before you asked Jesus Christ into your heart, and if you haven't, and um, the Holy Spirit even now, he's, there's more. You knew there was more. You asked Jesus Christ into your heart, and you wanted to know him more. And without even meaning to, sometimes in our life, and maybe I'm just speaking to myself, but we get away from the knowing God because life hits and we feel a little secure in Him and you can end up getting away. There is this game that you can play on your phone and I'm not telling you the name of it because it's a waste of time and energy. But one of the aspects of this game is a mountain or a summit. And at the top, there is a prize. But you have to pass five levels to get to these prizes. Now, you're going up one, two, and three. If you fail three, you don't get to stay at three and try again. It takes you back down the mountain, and you start at one, and you get to watch yourself go bing, bing, bing. And then it's good enough to bring your message and says, ah, too bad, fail, <laughs> try again. Okay, thank you. So you try again. This time you get to four, and you're going, and you fail. Okay, and you get to watch yourself go bing, bing, down to the bottom. So that's cool. But after a while, you give up. You click the button, it's too hard, I'm not playing this game anymore, going on. Sometimes I think we take that um, as when we're doing these five things and we're plugging along and then all of a sudden we don't read our Bible for three days or we have a sin that the Bible says so easily besets us that lets us not do one of these five things. We almost feel like when we mess up, we have to go back to day one of salvation, start all over again, here we go, we're going on, and again, we have a healthy relationship that you scream at your husband or you slap your kid or something like that, and it gets, sometimes you feel like it gets to be too, not that I've ever slapped my, no, I have, I'm sure, <laughs> whatever, in my mind, maybe, I don't know, but anyhow, um, you feel like you go back to day one of salvation. This is too hard. You know what? I'm just going to live. Forget it. I'm just doing this. So anyhow, that's not him. That's us putting ourselves back at day one. He says, and this is where hmm, my old age kicks in. I had to write it really big so I could see. Sorry, without my glasses. Hebrews 4, 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may find mercy and grace to help in our time of need. Hallelujah. That's what he wants. When you mess up one of these five, don't go back to day one. Go to him. Say, Father, help me with a healthy relationship. Help me in my design for a living. Help me. He wants that. James tells us, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. As you're doing these five, you're going to get to know him. As you get to know him, 
these five are going to be easier, that sin's going to go away, that's not good. As you, um, again, get to know these five, and it gets closer and closer, and you know him, these become part of your life, you know you mess up one, you run to the throne of grace, it's awesome. He helps you in every area, and it's so good, and I'm going to bend down and get my glasses, because I cannot do the next part without them. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. So getting to know him, I'm going to give you a scripture. This scripture is so good, and it's one that I've kind of played around with um, through my life. And this isn't good because I lost my spot. Well, it is, I'm going to have you look it up. It's Philippians 3.10. It's in the classic Amplified. And it is, you can do the Amplified, but it needs to be the classic one. And it says, for my determined purpose is that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with you, that I may perceive and recognize and understand the very wonders of his person. And in that same way, I can know the power that's outflowing from his resurrection. Now, I speak that in that my determined purpose as you saw on the mountain our purpose as a believer is to get to know him as you're working on these five you're going to determine you're going to progressively it isn't a perfection but it is perfect but a, he's going to progressively get to know him and you're going to become deeply and you're going to become intimately acquainted with him and that should be your goal and then as you're understanding him and every day you're seeing a wonder of his person and it just becomes easier even when you walk through trials you're so intimately acquainted with him so i encourage you as you glean from all this as you do these five and you get to know him and you get to know him and you do these make this your purpose you intimately know your God. When you wake up in the morning before your eyes or your body hit, you're intimately knowing your God. Thank you for this day. I thank you. And as you get that, the world's going to see that. The world's going to see your change. In the name of Jesus, I just speak this on you and pray you'll grab a hold of it. That was amazing. That was powerful. And uh, would you all just stand with me? Extend your hands toward this group of people. I know that for some of you, this was a fun journey of looking at this topic. God gave you that. But I believe that this was a seed into the future of all your ministries. I believe that not only is this just a, a great six-minute thing, which maybe we cut you off. Sorry, Terrence. <laughs> but this is a seed into what God wants to do in each of your lives and in our lives. And may this add to the testimony that you get to share with those around you. So would you extend your hands toward them? Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we thank you for each person here on this platform. Lord, I thank you for their life. I thank you, Lord, that you build your opinion of them from the highlight reel of things that they haven't even done yet. And Lord, I thank you that they are going to do great and mighty exploits for your kingdom, 
that they will transform nations, that they will see many come to know you through their testimony. And Lord, that as you empower them to go way beyond what they could have ever expected, what they could have ever thought that they were gonna accomplish, Lord, as you go beyond those dreams and you give them more, Lord, I ask that they would humbly step and say yes to everything that you speak to them. Lord, I ask that as they move to the next stage of what you're calling them to do, that they would have power, that they would have your spirit moving with them in every aspect. And Lord, so we give you this time. We say thank you for all the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. We thank you for their testimonies. And Lord, I know that as people grab a hold of truth, out of what has been spoken this morning, that they will be able to give defeat to the enemy at every turn. And so, Lord, we give you this day. We thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, team. Thank you, team. Give them a cheer again. Make it loud. Make it loud. Yes. Yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, we still have to do some housekeeping stuff around here, so remain standing, gather your offering. Don, I'm going to ask you to come forward, and uh, as he comes forward with the basket, we're going to take a moment without music today to give your offering, and as you do, uh, prepare your heart for what God is doing in your finances. So come on down, come on down, come on down, let's do this. If you're online joining us for, for this time, you can do it by downloading the app. You can do it on the website, and uh, you can even text or do whatever else they, they have equipped for us to do. But, uh, but it is exciting to be here. Thank you again, everybody. And there will be more people. I know there's people out here that I'm looking at that need to be up here and doing that. So it's a great, it's a great day. So let's declare. Let's make it loud in here. We're, now, this isn't just for this week, everybody. This is for every week that we are excited about being here. We cheer on everything that's happening. But let's declare. Let's speak over our finances and say this stuff together. As we receive today's offering, we are believing for heaven opened, earth invaded, storehouses unlocked, and miracles created. Dreams and visions, angelic visitations, declarations, impartations, and divine manifestations. Anointings, giftings, and calls, positions and promotions, provisions and resources to go to the nations, souls and more souls from every generation, saved and set free, carrying kingdom revelation. I thank you, Father, that as I join my value system to yours, you will shower favor, blessings, and increase upon me so that I have more than enough to co-labor with heaven and see Jesus get his full reward. Yes, amen, amen. You may be seated for a couple things that we're going to talk about today. I've got a couple announcements, and then we're going to say goodbye to our, uh, our online audience. But if you've been, if you texted in and were receiving devotions, and for the last few days you maybe have seen some and not seen some, we have some finicky things going on with carriers, like... Uh, texting carriers that are sort of blocking some of the mass messages. So if you didn't receive it, it's not because it wasn't sent. It's because your carrier probably blocked it. So we are working with the company that does all of our texting to figure out a solution to this. So if you haven't seen them, we're going to post all of these online, okay? We're going to put them on our website so you can go back and as you read those scriptures, you can find them. So I just gave them a task to do and now they're back there going, Pastor Rob committed us to something. 
Um, so, but I do want them online so that you can access them. Uh, we also have a project that we announced a couple weeks ago called Christmas Jars. Uh, we have seen lots of jars go out of the building. Hopefully you're filling those at home. And uh, if you want to join us online by doing Christmas Jars, you take a, a jar, you fill it with coins, and in the Christmas season, we're going to hand those out to people in our community. And so we're going to see the seed of what God has given us planted into the hearts and minds and lives of people in our community and see change. So you can join us on the Christmas jar journey if you want to. And as you fill them up, I encourage you to write down what the Lord is speaking to you as you throw the coins in. Because maybe that was a car wash that you skipped and you put the $10 in there instead of in, in the car wash. And, and God spoke to you to do that. That needs to be in the story because people need to know that. And as you fill the jars, make sure you let our team know so that we can take down a testimony of what, what happened. And then thirdly, senior life begins this month. We're starting Senior Life again. They're excited. Yes, uh, they were going to get together. So please sign up at guest services. It will be January 28th. And I know that all of you that participate in Senior Life and those that are watching online, you're welcome to join us. There's always good food. There's always fun games. And there's always good fellowship. So uh, that'll be it. Thank you online people for joining us. And uh, we are excited to see you next week here at the Summit. you enjoyed today's message, I would like to encourage you to like it and share it on all social media platforms or jump on the website, thesummitdover.com or the app and click the giving link and help us continue to share the message of the kingdom across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.